Hey everyone, this is Alan. And this is Phil. Since this week is the Lunar New Year holiday, we'll be taking a break. But don't worry, we'll be back with all new episodes on February 6th. So today we're rebroadcasting an episode from our Pronounce It Like a Pro series. It's our episode on the neutral tone. So check it out and be sure to subscribe to the Pronounce It Like a Pro podcast series if you haven't yet. Enjoy and see you in the year of the rat. Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese. A brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. Well, I'm Alan. And this is Phil. Welcome to the fifth episode of our Pronounce It Like a Pro series. Ten episodes to help you nail your Taiwanese pronunciation. Hey, hey, Alan, why are you looking so worried? Well, yesterday, some friends and I planned to go sing at KDV, but one of my friends, Itzang Boki. Boki? Oh my gosh, you mean, you mean all of a sudden? That's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Did, did you figure out what happened? What? Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say Boki, as in he passed away or disappeared when missing. No, 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 no. I said Itzang Boki. He didn't go, didn't show up yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. My bad. <laughs> but why are you so upset? Isn't it pretty common that people flake and decide not to go? Well, he's never stood us up before, but he just didn't show up and no one's heard from him. That's very strange of him. And we're all going to see a concert this week, but now we don't know what's wrong with him and if we should buy a ticket for him. Well, maybe there's some other drama that's happening behind the scenes that you don't know about. Sometimes that happens in a group of friends. Yeah, I have a feeling that he likes a girl in our group who just got a new boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be such a big deal to him. Oh, wait. He just sent us a group message. What does he say? Well, he said... Wow, that, that's really bad that he's deciding to break it off with you guys. He doesn't want to hang out with you guys again in no, the future. No, no, it's not like that. Wait, I think you got it wrong again. Oh. <laughs> what <laughs> well, did I say? I didn't say someday in the future or later in the future. I said the day after tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, that's just the day we're going to see the concert together. He just said that he's been terribly sick and won't be able to join the day after tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I see. At least it's a good thing he hasn't disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think today we should take a look at the neutral tone because we don't want to have any misunderstandings. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Let's do it. So, Alan, can you tell us basically what we mean by the neutral tone? Of course. So when we say neutral tone, it's when words lose their original tone and instead becomes shorter and lighter. Basically, their original tones get neutralized. Okay. In English, a rough analogy might be like how we de-stress certain syllables within a word. And they become soft, light schwa sounds like uh. For example, the English word potato. We don't say potato. Instead, because the stress is on the second syllable... We de-stress the first syllable, po, and it becomes pa. So we get potato. Some people will even de-stress the last syllable, so it becomes potato. So in Taiwanese, we call the neutral tone kinxia, which we can translate as a light tone. Sometimes you might also see it referred to as tone zero. 
And in the Thilo romanization system, we usually mark a word in the neutral tone by placing two dashes before it. Also, neutral tone words are usually attached to the end of a sentence, and they don't create tone changes for the preceding syllable. So that preceding syllable stays in its original tone. So what's the point of the neutral tone? Most of the time, the neutral tone is used to de-emphasize a word or a syllable so that you can shift your focus elsewhere. This can help change the meaning of the larger sentence or phrase. For example, let's take a short phrase. As is, it's just drink two glasses. Breaking it down. Dim is to drink. Nung means two. And pui is cup or glass. So the meaning is pretty straightforward. Drink the quantity of two glasses of some liquid, beer, water, or whatever. Now, if we neutralize the tones on nung pui, two glasses, and make them lighter, then we're de-emphasizing the part of the phrase. And instead, focusing on the action, dim to drink. So it sounds like dim nung pui. So with the emphasis now on lim to drink, the meaning of the phrase shifts to something like just drink two or three glasses. Do you see how by de-emphasizing nung pui, the exact quantity of two glasses is less important and it becomes a stand-in for just a few. So it's sort of like when you're encouraging someone just to drink a little. If it's not super clear yet, don't worry. We'll get into a lot more examples soon. Let me first just repeat the two phrases. First, I would say, drink two glasses. And then I would say, drink a couple glasses. See if you can hear the difference. Now, the other reason we might use the neutral tone is to differentiate the meaning between two different words. In our intro, you can see that some words differ in meaning only by the use of the neutral tone. Boki. Didn't go. Boki. To disappear or pass away. Ao jit. Someday in the future. Ao jit. The day after tomorrow. Here are a few other examples. Gui ki. The past. Gui ki. To pass by, to cross over, to go over. Kiyashi. Afraid of dying, the fear of death. The emphasis is on shi, to die, which is the actual object that you're afraid of. Kiyashi. To be scared to death. The emphasis is on kia to be scared. And shi is only added to describe how scared, like to death. So this is what we have so far. We've said that the neutral tone is when you change the original tone on a word or syllable to a shorter and lighter tone. We've also said that the purpose is to de-emphasize those words or syllables or to differentiate some word pairs. So are we done? Is that it? Well, those are the basics. <laughs> <laughs> But we need to talk a little more about the sound and also specifically on when to use it. All right, let's keep going then. So let's start with the sound. We already said that it's a short and light sound, right? But there's actually a bit more to that story. This short and light sound is not always at the same pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we can categorize the neutral tone into two types when trying to figure out the pitch. The first type is fixed. So it's always this short mid-falling tone that's pretty much like our standard third tone. Remember for me, that's always that one that feels like you got, got punched in the gut. It's a short mid-falling tone that just falls away. Uh, 
like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the second type is dependent, which means that this short and light tone depends on what the tone is of the preceding syllable. We should also note that some dialects don't have this dependent quality. So for those dialects, all of their neutral tones are the same mid-falling tone. So I know it all sounds a bit scary, but don't worry. We'll keep it simple. Most of the time, it's that same standard short low tone, which again is similar to the mid-falling third tone. But the exception is only with the first tone, high flat, seventh tone, mid flat, and fifth tone, low rising. With this group, whatever pitch the preceding syllable ends on, you stay at that pitch and just extend it through the neutralized syllable. So let's just start with the first tone. If your preceding syllable is in the first tone, you start high, hold it flat, and end at a high pitch, right? Now you just stay at this high pitch as you extend it into the neutralized syllable. So this neutralized syllable is short and light, but at a high pitch. For example, oi, something black, or the black one. Notice that o is first tone. So the neutral tone on a stays at a high pitch. Another example is, the door is open or has been open. Here, kui is first tone. So, ah uh, also stays high. Now, the seventh tone does the same thing, except everything happens at a mid-pitch. So, you start at a mid-pitch, hold it flat, and end at a mid-pitch. So, again, just stay at this mid-pitch as you extend it into the neutralized syllable. So, this neutralized syllable is short and light, but at a mid-pitch. Doi something big, or the big one. Tia, it's full. It's been fully filled. So compare the examples of high flat and mid flat. Oi, toi, or kuya, tia. Do you hear the difference? Finally, the fifth tone does this extension thing too. If the preceding syllable is in the fifth tone, you start low and then rise to a mid pitch. Now just stay at this mid-pitch and extend it into the neutralized syllable. So this neutralized syllable is short and light, but also at a mid-pitch. Ange, something red, or the red one. Or, idaya, he has arrived. Now the rest of the tones, second, third, fourth, and eighth tones, all just use the same standard short neutral tone in the neutralized syllable. Let's just go through a few examples. Second tone, koi, something bitter, or the bitter one. Or, itzawa, he's already left. Zao, to run or leave, is the second tone. So, ah, it's just a standard neutral tone. Third tone, jie, something fried, or fried food. Or, ikuna, she's already sleeping. Kun, to sleep, is third tone. And so the grammatical particle, ah, is the default neutral tone. Fourth tone, shabe, something tart or the tart one. Ihuara, he's become rich, he's hit the jackpot. Shab, tart, is in the fourth tone. And the grammatical particle, ah, again is in the default neutral tone. Eighth tone, shoge, something cheap or the cheap one. Idaba, she has paid. So shok and lap are eighth tone. So e 
and ah. Use the default neutral tone. So let's do a quick review of what we've covered. We have two types of neutral tones when it comes to what they sound like. One is fixed and it's always like a mid-falling third tone, but generally shorter. So also a bit like fourth tone. The other one is dependent on the preceding syllable. Most of the time, it's also that default neutral tone that is mid-falling. But if it's a first, seventh, or fifth tone, then it's held at a pitch that extends from wherever that preceding syllable ended. So the first tone ends high, and the neutral tone that follows it is just an extension of this high pitch. Both seventh and fifth tones end mid-pitch. So any neutral tones that follow them will be an extension of this mid-pitch. Hey, that doesn't seem too bad, right? Yeah, that's not too bad. What's next? Well, so now we should look at where we find words in the neutral tone. Most of the time, you'll find them at the end of clauses or sentences. So naturally, you see it with a lot of verb complements, grammatical particles, exclamatory particles, question tags, and pronouns. But you do see the neutral tone appearing mid-clause, too. This tends to be more like set expressions or nouns with a special suffix. We can't get into every possible case when there's a neutral tone, but we'll talk about some more common situations where it appears. And then also whether it's a fixed or dependent neutral tone. So let's start by looking at some cases where the neutral tone tends to be fixed. First, nouns with neutral tones often have fixed neutral tones. So like surname with senshi or ga, dan senshi, Mr. Dan or Onka, the Ong family or the Ongs. Or like Mons, Sagwe, March, Shigwe, April. These examples tend to be in the neutral tone, regardless of where they fall in the sentence. Next, we have expressions that refer to an unspecified or an approximate amount. Often you'll have a number plus a measure word. These tend to be fixed neutral tones too. So these are like jire, a moment. Shotan jire, please wait a moment. Jikwa, some. Jia jikwa, eat some. But if you have something following the word some or jikwa, for example, jia jikwa ba, eat some meat. Notice that it's no longer at the end of a sentence and it's used as an adjective to modify meat. So it just follows normal tone change rules. Next, we have question markers or tags at the end of a sentence. These also tend to be fixed neutral tones. Bo, a question marker to have or not. Does she have a car? Boy, a question marker meaning have you yet? Have you eaten yet? Next, we have directional complements. So what are these? These are just suffixes that you attach to the end of a verb to show more information about the direction of movement. These only tend to be neutralized when they're at the end of a clause or sentence. But when they are, they're a fixed neutral tone. Dai. This shows that the movement is towards the speaker. She called me yesterday. Ka means to make a call. And dai shows that it's to me or towards my direction. Tsuki. This shows that the movement is out and away from the speaker. He took the trash out. Next, we have resultative complements. So what are these? 
These are suffixes you attach to the end of a verb show the result of that action. Now, most of the time, these aren't in the neutral tone, even at the end of a clause. But there are a few common ones that are fixed neutral tones when they appear at the end of a clause or sentence. Kui, meaning open. He cut open the watermelon. Another one is ki, meaning lost or disappeared. My button fell off. Next, we have grammatical particles that mark aspect. Now, aspect is a big topic, but it basically describes things like if an action is ongoing, completed, routine, or like happened before. So, for example, gui. This is a particle that shows an action has been done before. This is a fixed neutral tone. We've seen that movie before. Another example is de. This is a particle that shows an action is in a continuous state. This is also a fixed neutral tone. She is lying on the bed. But ah, it's a particle that indicates completion or a new situation. This uses a dependent neutral tone. As we've already mentioned in the earlier example, Mankuya, the door is open. Ikuna, she's already sleeping. Notice that Kuya is at a high pitch and Kuna is at a low pitch. Next, the grammatical particle E that you can use to modify or show possession becomes a dependent neutral tone when you leave off whatever is modified or possessed. For example, Guairim I like to drink cold coffee. Now, if you want to shorten it and say, I like to drink cold ones, it becomes, Since ping eyes is in the first tone, then the particle e is also high-pitched. Next, we have personal pronouns at the end of clauses. These tend to be dependent neutral tones, unless it's emphasized like for contrast. So personal pronouns are, of course, words like I, he, she, you, me, etc. I'll return it to you tomorrow. Notice since hing to return is in the fifth tone, the pronoun di is in the mid-pitch neutral tone. And finally, most exclamatory particles which indicate tone appear at the end of a sentence. These are usually fixed as the standard neutral tone, but there are some exceptions with different fixed pitches. Or the pitch of some of the particles sometimes will even depend on the emotion or the intention of the speaker. Da is a particle showing impatience, exasperation, or acceptance, acknowledgement. Huda, fine, okay then. One common exception is ah. Ah is a particle showing impatience. It is fixed but at a mid pitch. Hua, okay, stop it. Let's go. Kinzawa. Hurry up. But there are a few that change according to the feelings of the speaker or the context. For example, o, which is a particle marking surprise, even disbelief. For example, shio. Oh, is it? Mm, I don't know that. That one is often low pitch and sounds a bit introspective. This is more like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, let's do some quick exercises for practice and review. 
We'll read through a few adjectives for you to add the suffix e. For example, we'll say sweet, di, and then we'll give you a short pause for you to say di, the sweet one. Remember, e is a dependent type of neutral tone, so you'll need to look at the tone of the preceding syllable. Black, o, oi, bitter, ko, koi, fried, jin. Jinye, tart, shep, shabe, red, ang, ange, big, doa, doai, cheap, shuk, shuge. Now we'll read through a few verbs, and then you try to add the suffix a, or the grammatical particle that marks that the action has been completed. For example, we'll say, to know, and then we'll give you a short pause to say to have already known. Remember, a is also a dependent type of neutral tone, so you'll need to look at the tone of the preceding syllable. To close, to run to leave, to arrive, gao. Gao a. To take a picture, hip. Hip a. To melt, iu. Iu a. To ask, meng. Meng a. To read. Taga. Now, to practice some fixed neutral tones, we'll give you an example and then pause for you to say it out loud in practice. A moment. Jire. Wait a moment. Dan jire. Sit for a while. Zai jire. Take a quick look. Kwan jire. Some jikwa. Eat some. Jiajikwa. Drink some. Limjikwa. Buy some. Bejikwa. Two or three days. Nengsakang. To stay for a couple days. Dua nengsakang. Several glasses. Guibui. To drink a few glasses. Dim kuibui. Come or toward the speaker. Dai. To fly toward the speaker. Bui dai. Go or away from the speaker. Ki. To run away. Zao ki. Down and towards the speaker. To walk down toward the speaker. Up and away from the speaker. To climb up and away.
All right, that's all for our fifth Pronounce It Like a Pro episode. To review what we discussed today, visit our website, bitesizedtaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a recap of everything that we covered. You'll be able to see all the words we used in our examples to make it clearer. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please do let us know. Whether it's by leaving a rating or review, leaving a message on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram account, or even writing us an email message. Yes, we love hearing back from our listeners and hearing their personal stories for learning Taiwanese. That's right. We want to hear from you. And I'm Phil. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time. Bye.